Welcome to 5 to 9, a podcast for people who are seeking inspiration and aspire to work on their own terms. In this episode of 5 to 9, I had a chat with Alice Cater, culture and community strategist, digital nomad, lover of working in cafes, and founder of Out of Office, a life-centered research and design lab committed to scaling a culture of well-being. Originally from Austria, she moved to New York and have been fascinated by Americans' relationship with work. With a community-centered approach, she designed strategies and programs to empower organizations in catalyzing workplace well-being with companies such as Q Collective, Dropbox, and Working Not Working. We had an insightful conversation about Alice's point of view on the intersection between work and play, how she brings intention to her daily life, her work culture shock after moving to the U.S., the importance of creative projects, community, and so much more. Here is Alice Cater for 5 to 9. Hello, Alice. Hello, Tina. Welcome to 5 to 9. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you here because I feel like every time when we catch up, it's just like always not enough time because we have so much to talk about. (laughs) And yeah, so this pod is all about helping people work and live on their own terms. I'd love to start by asking you, what is something that you do to make your life more intentional? Hmm. So I try to be very intentional, actually. And how I do that is I really try to be very aware and listen to myself and also to my surrounding. I think one way, for instance, how I do that is I take pauses in terms of I do meditation. I stop somewhere and smell a flower that I really like, or I feel like just like being aware of my surrounding and and engaging with it. That's how I try to be very intentional in how I walk through my day and interact with my surrounding and my people in my environment. Has this always been something that has come naturally to you to kind of be really present with your surroundings, smelling flowers, whatever it is? Or was there a shift somewhere in your life where you started realizing, oh, I want to do more of this? I mean, I think it's been, I would say probably from like my nature, I've been like that. And maybe I've sort of lost it a little bit in the in-between years, I guess, like especially throughout the period of my life where work definitely took over a lot of my time and also like moving to the US. And there were definitely times where I feel like I struggled to connect more to that. And I feel like over the last couple of years, of traveling around and being like much more intentional and also learning and educating myself around this topic of like how to be more intentional with my time and how to actually live a better life through my platform out of office it's become just like much more present for myself again and I really try to reconnect to those things that I think I do somehow believe we all have that inside of us I just feel like it actually is something that we unlearn and get distracted from so Yeah, I would say that's probably the right answer to it. It's interesting you mentioned that there was a shift in you when you came to the US. Tell me more about that a little bit. Yeah, so I've been self-employed for about eight years now and have started my self-employed career in Europe and Austria. After living in, in the UK for a while, I started my business when I moved to Vienna. And after five or so years of working there, which was definitely also a period where I've done a lot of work. I've worked on like a lot of different projects, different clients, a lot of 
smaller, big clients, but just like generally a lot of different things at the same time. I did really crave a, a development and I did crave something new. And I felt like I've kind of like reached this ceiling where I didn't really know where to go further in the sense of like how to develop myself further. And I didn't really have any real like role models or any direction that I felt would be really interesting for me. So my at that time boyfriend, now husband, we moved to the US together. And yeah, it was like really a shift in terms of just perceiving how the role of work is like such a different role and has such a different meaning in the US. I think in Europe, it's definitely a big part and it's definitely important for people to make a career and to do something that's meaningful. But I feel like in the US, I was confronted with, I mean, also New York, I guess I have to say that it's not, New York is like also a very specific city when it comes to that, I guess. I just realized like how every conversation, everything is just like so much driven by work and the entire system just like is such a, it's a, a hamster wheel that runs because of it's very capitalistic values, consumerism that's like so present in the US, I think more than in any other country that I've been to and lived in. And so I think that's where I realized like, wow, okay, there is a very different perception around work and work is this like really this like holy grail and everyone wants to just like really succeed in this one dimension and is so obsessed with like earning more money getting higher up in their career that is just something that I've not really experienced in that intensity before so yeah that was definitely an interesting moment and also at the same time I think I definitely also got sucked into that to some extent like you suddenly start comparing yourself with all these different people on one hand I really loved it because it did actually give me what I was looking for I was really really inspired. I got to know so many amazing people and that I've built really wonderful relationships with. I got to know a lot of different paths that I haven't even been able to see before. But at the same time, you also, or I also got sucked into this like machinery of, okay, well, this is what I should be making. And this is the path I should be taking. And this are the opportunities and, oh, you can work at this company and earn that much money. And like suddenly you're, yeah, you have so much opportunity as well and see all these possible paths that might not necessarily actually resonate with your values if you listen to yourself again but just the fact that you suddenly see all of these things definitely also had an impact for me and just like realizing like oh wow okay there's definitely a lot here and it really takes a lot of energy and intentionality as well for me to kind of like work backwards again and be like okay well what is it that I really want and what does what do I really care about at the end of the day and trying to not get into that hamster wheel that's so easy to kind of like get into in the U.S. Yeah, I think one thing that you were alluding to just now is this idea of workism, which you often write about. Tell us what is workism and why is it a problem? Yeah, so workism, so I found or read the term first in an article from in The Atlantic. And in that article, it was something around that it's really the work is almost like seen as this as a religion and people get like so obsessed with it that they dedicate their entire like lives and their entire identity to it as well and it was actually in that article kind of related to that economists a couple of years ago were actually thinking that in the 21st century we're not going to be working much anymore we're actually going to be we have machines everything will be automated so actually our main challenge kind of will be like how we will fill 
on the leisure time that we will have available to ourselves. Oh, which interesting prediction. <laughs> didn't happen. What are we now? <laughs> Unfortunately. And so, yeah, I mean, to me, I think workism, how I describe it or relate to it is that it's just like I said before, like it's this hamster wheel of busyness. It's just like business as usual that just makes us run so fast that we kind of like totally forget to take a moment to pause and experience the beauty around us and experience little moments of wonder and surprise and serendipity. And so I think workism is basically like the antidote to that, to living a life where we can also experience other parts of our lives and really enjoy the broad diversity that our lives have to offer and are so obsessed with work that we're not able to see that anymore. So there's this one quote that is from you in an article that I read that you wrote, research shows that people who set aside a special time and place in their lives for introspection, contemplation, and pondering also score higher on measures of creative potential. And by contrast, those who are more motivated to develop a final product tend to score lower in creative potential and intrinsic motivation. I'm going to sit with that for a second. So it seems like there's something to be said about people who take time in the journey versus simply focusing on the destination and the end product. And in our capitalistic society, a lot of times we only focus on the output. We only focus about like churning out things and the output and the destination and we overlook the day-to-day, we overlook the journey. So what do you think are some of the more overlooked aspects of work that people are just not considering and has ultimately led us to things like burning out and people just feeling like they need a change? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's so much in creating time to pause and rest and take a moment to actually realize like what's going on, right? If we just run and if we just keep running that we're not able to actually experience different things in our lives. And I think if we, for instance, even think about like the creative process or different seasons and different rhythms in our lives, I think there's, for instance, in nature, it's actually very clear that it's not just always in most countries and most places, it's not always sunny. And even if, if it's always sunny, then nature created something like wildfires or fires to actually regenerate nature. In other, like animals migrate to different countries and animals sleep over the winter. So there's definitely different rhythms that I think usually in nature are programmed. And I think with we us as humans and with this like work environment and capitalistic society, I think we kind of like forget about that very easily or it's not really like built into the business as usual as it is now. So I think like one thing that is like a, for me, very overlooked aspect of work right now and something that I'm really interested in and I'm exploring right now is like what are different modalities of work that actually allow for different ways of living. So I do think, I mean, there was definitely over, I would say the last year, a lot of people taking sabbaticals and taking all types of breaks. But I also feel like even companies offering opportunities for people to take sabbaticals or take like paid leave or something. But I do feel there just needs to be a more sustainable model that actually allows people to keep that sustainable way of working up and not overlook that again and be like getting right into like all the hustle again and then just like burn out again after three months. So yeah, I think those like different phases are something that are just really important to remember and look at and something I'm also definitely for myself still like exploring, even like being self-employed, it's sometimes so hard to plan right like I can definitely plan okay I'm gonna take vacation or I'm gonna take this certain amount of time off whenever I want to 
do something specific, but it's still really hard to plan like rhythms of like, when is client work coming in? What is the intensity that I can push back on if a client project wants to take more time than I would like to give it? So I think that's definitely something that's like also something I'm navigating, but something I feel like is really interesting to kind of look more deeply into. Yeah, I love what you said about being inspired by nature and kind of try to mirror more of our lives with nature because we all are a part of nature. And I think workism or just work a lot of times removed us from our most natural state and is always asking us to Work is making us just like go, go, go all the time when we're not even probably, we're not even meant to operate that way. Have you find yourself like any like research and thoughts around why have we gotten to this point where we're just expected to go, go, go 24 seven? I mean, I think ultimately it's probably just connected to the capitalistic society that wants to like feed the machinery of consumerism. I feel like Ultimately, if companies, I mean, I think on one hand, there's definitely some issue with how companies are set up. Like, for instance, a lot of service-based business, that I, that's something what I'm hearing from some research that I did is that a lot of companies that I did research on and are talking about these topics with, they're like having hourly fees. So they're service providers who get paid on an hourly basis. So they struggle to, for instance, say, to a client or to even plan that into their offerings, like how can we make space for exploration and play and enjoying the process rather than like just the outcome, right? How can we make space for creative incubation periods if that's something where people are selling like their hours? And I guess like one issue with our current society that I'm seeing is that, or even organizations, is that companies are not often feeling confident yet to fund and pay for rest and exploration and incubation periods. I mean, there's companies or models like, for instance, Google's 20% rule or other scenarios where a company that I've recently spoken to and that I really love, like Zeus Jones, they have a playground for their people to explore different topics. I did an interview with them. So there's definitely some companies who try to offer opportunities to make space for periods of exploration and learning and I guess also to some extent enjoying like the process of things more rather than the outcome but most businesses are still set up in this way that you have to bill an hourly rate and then you have to build your resources around those hourly rates and can't really plan for much more. Mm, and what I've noticed also is the through line of your work is the idea of making work more playful and the relationship between work and play. So what is the relationship between work and play? So for me, the relationship between work and play is kind of like everything. I feel like for me, I've always in my life observed that I feel like it's really about the interplay between work and play in the sense of that what you, so when you work, you need other things in your life to also like still feel inspired by work for your work and I feel like work and play are really in an interplay between each other so they inspire each other all the time and I think like the the beauty of that is that you have a lot of diversification in your life I think like by doing a lot of different things you just see so many different things that you always can integrate into 
all aspects of your life. So when you do things outside of work, it's going to be inspiring your actual day job and it's going to inspire your ideas and what you come up with. So I think it's just like really important that we create this interplay in the sense of also like having different dimensions that like we have different dimensions as humans in our lives. We have like our work, we have our sort of leisure time, we have our families, our relationships, we have our physical health and psychological health. So it's all dimensions that we need to look after. And I think creating this interplay between the different dimensions of our lives is like actually what's going to help us create a sense of well-being and feel well at the end of the day. And so for me, that's the interplay. It's like really about creating this dynamic relationship between work and play because I don't see them as like very separate things I think they can live in harmony and I think that at least to me is like how I really love to work for me ideally also my my work actually feels like play and that's why I also don't see work and play as like such separate things but actually as like living in harmony and in a constant interplay between each other I feel like this idea might be really revolutionary to a lot of people because I think we have been trained by society to think of the idea of work of that is something that it needs to be hard and like work needs to be a struggle and it also it almost it's like a justification for us not prioritizing joy and play because we're being adults and we're working hard and that's just life because work is hard and we have to make money and I just have always found that mentally unhealthy because we're trapping ourselves to feel heavy and like be very serious how do you think of work as play? And like, what is your version of making work more playful? Like, how do you integrate all that in your life? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that I am really trying with my work, also with organizations to bring in. I think like work became this, as you said, like this really heavy thing. I think personally, also like we take work far too seriously. It's just like one element of our lives, but it's not everything and so what I really try to do is like create a sense of like playfulness and joy for people who work in different companies and also like make work itself for me more playful. I think there's something around really shifting away from, I mean, over the last year, there's been terms like quiet quitting and great resignation flying around, right? Where people are just like removing themselves from work that they don't find exciting and energizing for them anymore. And I think that's like totally fair, but I think also it doesn't make sense to just like put a negative, like evil stamp on work, but actually yeah. try to create work that we actually design for liking work, as Paul Millard said it. And so there is definitely something that I feel like is really important to shift our relationship and our thinking about work and again. And I think for me, like what makes work joyful and, and playful is actually working with people who I love to work with, who are really excited to try something new, who really want to experiment and want to do things in a different way, to have an environment that really energizes me, that gives me flexibility and autonomy to do things in the way that I feel like is actually best for me and where I and how I can do my best work. And then having like really a lot of opportunities to learn and grow and develop within my work. So I think for me, that's always automatically what makes my work feel more like play and find collaborators that are really wanting to experiment on something new on topics that I might not really be an expert on yet, but actually want to explore and, and learn more about. And I think workplaces 
need to take more of that spirit into their way of seeing work as well and just giving people an opportunity to grow and to develop and experiment with finding their voices and finding opportunities to engage in things that they might not have been able to engage in before and give them opportunities to work with people that they really enjoy working with and on a purpose that they can align to. So I think that's how we can ultimately make work feel more like play. I feel like what you just described also comes with a level of self-awareness. And because even what you just mentioned, and I also resonate with that a lot, like for me, the people is just really important. I want to work with people that, you know, just understands what I'm about and how I think. And we do a great, we have a great time kind of like bouncing things off each other. I think in our work, a lot of times, especially when we are in a corporate environment, it's so easy to just kind of like follow what everyone else is doing and like see that, oh, like that is, I guess, like some version of success. So like, how can I be more like that instead of doing the internal work to reflect on, okay, what is right for me? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think the only way to actually find purposeful work is to really, and also at the same time, like not constantly compare yourselves to others. I think is really finding what you care about most and what aligns with your values and then base the work off of that. Because when you have that and when you know what you really care about, then you'd stop comparing yourself with others because you know that it's really just like important as the way as it is for or it's important for you and not necessarily related to what others think about it or values that others have. But I do think it's so easy to get distracted from that as well or there needs to be a moment where we actually start thinking about that, right? And many of us don't have the time for that or don't even get exposed to that because they're dropped into this like corporate or this like certain direction that they're getting exposed to from parents or from co-workers or from university. And so I think it's definitely something that I wish was more integrated into our education system as well, because I feel like that's just not the case right now. Yeah, I think the pandemic actually the past two, three years has also forced us to pause and to examine a lot of things in our lives that we haven't thought about for a long time. And work is definitely included in that like reflection that a lot of people are doing. And I've been just seeing a lot of like thought leadership, new terms, buzzwords about what work is. And what I've noticed is like, there's these extremes of like, in one camp, there's like people who are like, because of, you know, our culture, where these days, even with like, we work, for example, saying like, do what you love. And like, you need to find your passion and make that your work so that you never work a day in your life because you're living your passion. And then there's like this other camp on the other side, which I often see in like Instagram comments being like, oh, like, you know, just learn to compartmentalize. Like work doesn't need to be your calling. Work is just work. We're just here to make money. So like stop thinking so deeply about it. So where in the spectrum do you fall into? Because I feel like those are some extremes. And of course, with how the internet works, the most extreme things get clicks and get most spreads and shares. So like, how do you think about like what work is in our lives? I mean, I guess I'm probably somewhere in the middle of that spectrum because I do as I mentioned before I do think it's important for myself to actually have work that I really enjoy and to me I think my ambition is really to make my work always feel like it's enjoyable and it's it is play it is making me feel like it gives me a sense of joy and exploration and and lightness and fun and learning 
yeah, I definitely feel like that. But then on the other hand, I also am very aware and I don't want to think about work like all the time. I also have a lot of other topics that I want to think about. And I also want to enjoy time with my husband, time with my friends. I want to, when I'm on a hike, I don't want to think about like work. I just want to be in the present moment and enjoy actually what's around me and engage with the people who are around me. So I definitely feel like that camp of like the we work, work is your full passion and you should enjoy or your build your entire life around that. Like, I don't think that is for me healthy either. I definitely feel like I am someone who definitely needs like a balance between the different dimensions of work and life. And so I feel like it comes back to the interplay. I think for me, it's really like the interplay between the two, the harmony of work and play. And therefore, yeah, I think like that's that's kind of like where I find my healthy balance between them. Yeah, I think something that we've talked about in the past is for the longest time, we have centered our lives with work. And we're finally at a place where we're realizing that we can actually center the life that we want to live and work is just a part of it. Yeah, totally. No, yeah. I mean, that's something with out of office. I now actually call out of office a life-centered research and design lab because I think for me, what I realized is we had this phase of like work-centered. We also have human-centered, but I feel like there's also something around like life-centered that is really beautiful where it's really about life in a more holistic sense and life as like humans, life as planet, life as nature. And I think there's just like a lot of different dimensions of what life really means. And I feel like ultimately what I want to focus on is really creating an, a life that is centered around life itself and not necessarily around like one dimension, like mostly in the last year's work. And so, yeah, I think like that's a really important and beautiful shift to make in our minds and thinking about, yeah, like a life set, what could a life-centered way of, of living look like? So when you say life-centered, immediately in my brain, because I would think about frameworks. I'm like, so what are the components? Say if I'm somebody who's like, oh, I want to try to live more of like a life-centered life. How do I do that? I think it's about finding out what's important for you and thinking about your environment as you go through that. So what are you personally invested into? What is important for your personal life? But then also what are the things around you? So I think it's from like starting from your you personally as an individual, it can go onto your communities and then it can also go more into our ecosystems, our planet, our animals, like plants on this planet. So I think really thinking about just like taking it as, I think it's rather than components, it's probably more like an approach and more like a, a way of approaching things and just like thinking about life as a more holistic thing. And as a way to really designing with life at the core, as we do with, for instance, human-centered design, we always think about the human as like the core thing. And I think with life-centered design, it's more about like really thinking about life more holistically and what life encompasses and what the different dimensions of life really need and what it takes for you to live the life that you want to live. So tell us about, I want to learn more about how it happens in action. What is the lifestyle that you've designed for yourself and how do you live that? Yeah. So for me right now, I am living a life that allows me a lot of flexibility and autonomy. So I am, as I mentioned, I'm independent. So I'm working with different companies and helping them 
design strategies and programs and tools to and rituals to build stronger connections and a sense of belonging within teams and across the organizations. And that is like my my core work time that I provide to clients. At the same time, with out of office, it's kind of like a little bit of like an overlap with the work that I do. So consulting companies on also like creating more sort of creating a culture of well-being that celebrates creativity, that celebrates time for exploration and research and diversifying what people do in an organization and helping building out like different programs to help people explore what work really means and focus on like the future of work and how that could look different for organizations and help them sort of like reimagine what the future of work could look like for themselves. And then on the other hand, in my sort of like how I do that, is by right now I'm fully remote. So I've been, as I mentioned, living in the US for a while. And then after the last year, I've been traveling across the world. I'm living in Mexico for two months, in LA for two months. Barcelona was in South Africa over the winter and have spent like a couple of months in Europe over the last summer. So I've been like really very flexibly set up. And so that allows me to really lean into whatever place I feel like I need in that moment. I'm someone who's very drawn to summer, so I usually like to follow the sun. But then also it allows me to go to the places, like for instance, right now I'm kind of in between New York and Europe. And so when I feel like I need more New York energy and want to be in New York where I'm at right now, I give myself permission and I'm able to actually like do that. And I can kind of like follow what I feel like I need in those moments. And then when I feel like I want, for instance, last summer, I wanted definitely, I wanted to take some time off. I wanted to slow down. I wanted to just like have a summer of play. I wanted to be in Italy, in Austria and just explore some of like my own identity at like my home country as well again. So it was just like nice to be able to do that too. And yeah, having this independence definitely allows me to do that. So that's like how I set myself up. And then I'm partnering with different people on different projects. So I'm kind of like at the same time building my my network and my community because I think that's also something that is really important to me. And especially with like working remotely is often something I think that's kind of hard to create. And so it takes a lot of intention or you might not have that so naturally because you're often not like in the same cities. I mean, you probably know this really well. So it's really important for me to really design that very intentionally. So I right now actually with out of office, turned out of office into this life-centered research and design lab and also open it up to a community. So there's like a small group of people who are part of the lab and it's more like really a co-creation space where we can learn from each other, where we explore different topics, answer different questions and where a group of like work-life optimists come together and really try to think about how we can reimagine work and life differently. So yeah, that also gives me really like the community component that I feel like I sometimes definitely missed over the years being self-employed. So I think something that, speaking of out of office, something that I feel like we have always shared is the want and need to have creative projects. And I feel like for me, I think you mentioned that just now and alluded to it where it's like, oftentimes, and I feel the same way too, where your creative project is actually feeding you more energy to 
do the other stuff that you are trying to do with your life and your career. So how has out of office or whatever creative projects that you've worked on helped you through the rest of your life and your career? Yeah, I mean, that's the story of my life, I think. <laughs> like starting from I did creative mornings when I was in Vienna, which was basically like how I built my entire network of like professionals how I started to get awareness for the topics I'm interested in and the work that I do, how I got clients. And with Out of Office, it was like in a different way, but like kind of very similar. So I started Out of Office really as a way to explore or to, I think on one hand, show that I feel like there is a different non-traditional way of living because I've experienced that different lifestyle for a while. And I just thought like I wanted to share that with the world and give people more tools and more education and more resources to actually implement more of that life for themselves. And at the same time, it was at a time when I also moved to New York. So at the same time, then it was also for me like a way to actually like process what I'm experiencing and really dive into rabbit holes and explore and learn and just like really kind of process what I was um, seeing and what I was feeling and kind of put that together with research and try to explain myself of like how I see work and the role of work in our lives and that at the same time led also to people reaching out to me about this topic and enabled me to have conversations with people that I was really interested in and that then led to collaborations like for instance with Dropbox I with through out of office actually and by inviting someone from Dropbox into one of the community events that I hosted they really loved like the community that I had built and so they wanted me to kind of like do that for Dropbox as well and then also we designed a card set a tarot card set together that helps teams have more meaningful conversations within them so bringing this like spirit of play into the workplace was something that kind of like started through out of office so it's in very many ways really nourishing for me to do that because I can just like also start exploring with my side projects or now with out of office just like start exploring topics that I might not have enough sort of knowledge or have enough credibility around when it comes to like actual client work getting hired for that but then through side projects I think on one hand we can learn a lot right and we also build the network and also can build like credibility around that. And so, yeah, it was for me always a way to get into new topics that I was curious about, but also then like really build a new network and then um, ultimately also work in that field that I was exploring. Yeah, something that I often hear folks who are in corporate companies who are trying to go independent but are scared to is like the fear of not having community and the fear of not having like this network in the workplace. But I think what you just described, there's actually, if you just look outside a little bit and create something to bring people together or just like start getting involved in things that are outside of your work community, there is actually a lot of opportunities for you to expand your connections with people and have community in places that you actually didn't even think about before. So I love how you mentioned that. Totally. And I think it's as important as it is for getting self-employed as it is for like finding a full-time job. I remember actually I moved to London after graduating from university and I had like, apart from one internship, like not really any work experience. And I didn't have any network in London because I like literally just moved there 
And so I went from like door to door, tried to find a job, um, tried to submit my my resume somewhere. And I just like, I mean, it was also at a time where there was not really too much. I mean, there was, I don't even know if LinkedIn existed at that time, but definitely there, it was really hard to build a network in that sense. And ultimately what got me a job was that I had an interview with a company and they saw that I was part of this community on the side that was at that time around like marketing and I think like social media so that was like in the very early social media days and so they were like oh that's cool that you like do something on the side that shows that you're actually really interested in this topic and are really keen on learning and that was what actually impressed them and what was what in the end get got me the job. That's amazing. And I resonate with that so much. I feel like a lot of times people are like, how do you like network? How do you expand our network? I feel like the word sometimes networking kind of like gives me the ick because I feel like it comes with this idea of like a give and take and like you have to like network. But to me, I feel like it's more about just like making connections and just like doing things with people in a way that feels like super authentic. And when you are doing it in a way that is rooted in generosity and just like right with what you want to do, the network is kind of going to come because you're like doing the right things and you're attracting the right people. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's also something what I found with having a place where you can actually invite someone to talk about that. You have like a reason to connect to people because I feel like it's totally different if you say like, hey, do you have 30 minutes to connect? Would love to or find, would love to learn what you're doing or see what, and, and it's just like, or I'm interested in this company. I would love to connect. It's like a totally different story of saying like, hey, I have this place or I have this topic that I'm interested in. I would love to get your perspective on it. I would love to chat about that or what would love to interview you for it or whatever it is. It just gives you, like a completely different angle to approach someone rather than like trying to be kind of like, I think otherwise it always very quickly gets like salesy and feels like a bit awkward. So I think also side projects or like having some sort of topic of research or whatever it is just enables someone also to get in touch with people on like a very, on a more mutual level rather than being this like, oh, I want this, but you're not kind of really offering anything or having a starting point for any conversation. Yeah, having like this exchange of energy and totally. doing something together and collaborating is much more powerful than, hey, I want a job yeah. or whatever that you <laughs> need from them. Yeah. So to wrap up, got some wrapping questions. Should I call them wrapping questions or wrap up questions or rapid fire questions? So let's start with your media diet. What are you currently reading and listening to? I am currently reading The Pathless Path from Paul Millard, which I really love. And listening, I was just listening to the Ezra Klein show, an episode with Rick Rubin, which I also really enjoyed. Oh, Have you listened to that? I love Rick Rubin. No, but I great. just bought his book and Ooh. I need to read it. And I love Rick Rubin. Yes, He's great. a legend. What is something new that you just discovered or started doing that has drastically improved your life? Big or small? If there's nothing, we can skip. I flew to LA and had a 
three really nice days with my friends and give my, myself permission to do that. That is something big. <laughs> Giving yourself permission to hang out with your friends and being fully immersed in it and just enjoy. Yeah. That is improving your life. So yes. <laughs> what are you currently curious about and what did you find out so far? So I'm currently very curious about, uh, as I mentioned, like life-centered design and regenerative business design. So I'm thinking a lot about how we can make work more regenerative and what we can learn from nature about that. So that's something I'm currently deeply exploring and I'm writing a lot about. And so, yeah, that's something. And I've learned a lot in terms of like, I've just seen like so many principles that we can apply from nature or from like the world to our lives and have a lot of conversations with different people about how they did that and what they learned from that. So that's been really inspiring. And yeah. What's something that you're seeking or looking to solve right now that maybe our listeners can help you with? Hmm. I didn't have time to think about this. So. <laughs> it's okay. Think about it now. Anything that you're selling, any research that you're doing that you want to talk to people about? Yeah. So I'm currently looking at creating collective imagination sessions for people to help them dream up new ways of working and living. Yeah. Look for different ways how we can get out of our sort of predefined ways of thinking about stuff and really start to dream and imagine big. And anything you'd like to offer to folks who are listening, where can they find you? Where can they find your information? Yes, they can sign up for my newsletter out of Office Network. It's on Substack and also on Instagram. And yeah, there is currently, I'm currently, as I mentioned, like working on designing a lab, which is a really fun space and a very co-owned co-creative space to get together and explore the topic of like how to imagine working and living differently so yeah there's going to be more playful exploration coming out around that and different ways to engage with that too so keep an eye out for that love it thank you so much alice for coming on five to nine today thank you thank you, thank you.